Today's show is brought to you by Real Life Baby. Real Life Baby is a fabulous online resource where you will find a variety of tips on baby and toddler well-being in addition to the most thoughtfully sourced baby gear eco shop. Real Life Baby is a great resource for parents looking to surround their little ones with the safest, most nurturing materials available. I'm personally a big fan of the humanely sourced wool products. You can explore the Real Life Baby shop by heading to their website at reallifebabyecoshop.com. And for a short period of time, you can even get 10% discount by using the code CRICKET10, all one word. That's C-R-I-C-K-E-T-10. That's reallifebabyecoshop.com, discount code inspired after my own little bun in the oven, CRICKET10. Welcome back to another episode of the Fed and Fit Podcast. My name is Cassie Joy Garcia. I am your host. I am so stinking excited about today's episode. I have the distinct privilege of introducing you to the founder of one of my favorite, man, I just love what this company is up to. They're, uh, they've been a partner of mine for a while here over on the blog. Um, I'm really excited for you guys to hear their story. Tell you a little bit of backstory and then I'm going to let him tell you in his own words. One night, Butcher Box, that's who you invited on the show today, founder Mike Salguero ended up in someone's living room picking out his very own $400 pile of meat from a cow share. Not just any cow share either, a 100% grass-fed cow. He was instantly hooked on the pure natural taste and was thrilled to discover the health advantages of grass-fed beef that they have over any other kind of ordinary grain-fed beef. Mike learned that not everyone has access to grass-fed beef or their exposure is limited to the products like just ground beef. Currently, only 1% of the total beef consumed in the United States is 100% grass-fed. And their goal over at ButcherBox is to make grass-fed beef, now in heritage breed pork and organic chicken, more accessible than ever. ButcherBox delivers 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken and heritage breed pork directly to your door. comes directly to my door every month. And you can think of them as the neighborhood butcher for modern America. Welcome to the show, Mike. Thanks so much for having me. Oh my goodness. Thank you for coming on. I really am geeking out. I've got some good questions for you. I know that grass-fed beef, it is a hot topic. And as people go into the new year ready to really commit themselves to health and wellness and balance and trying to do better, know better and do better. Um, I know that this is coming up in conversations all over the place, so I'm excited for you to share a little bit about yourself. If you don't mind, tell us a little bit more about yourself, of course, and then why you'd ventured to start ButcherBox. Sure, yeah. So uh, I'm here in uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Our office is in Cambridge and Harvard Square, and um, been working on this for two years. Before this, I ran a company called CustomMade.com, and CustomMade was a marketplace that connected people that make things custom, so uh, mostly jewelry and furniture, uh, connected those individual makers with consumers. Um, and it was, it was funny, during that whole time, one of the stories I would tell is the story of a happy cow, and I would say, um, you know, people want to know the story of, of what they're purchasing. They want to know that things were treated in an ethical way. And that was always my, my way of selling furniture. Uh, but um, while I was working at the company, um, I, my wife and I were trying to clean up our diets. So uh, we started with a Whole30 and then did some elimination diets and uh, were really, really 
cognizant of what we're eating and how it made us feel and uh, trying to just eat better and live better. And every book we read was saying, go find grass-fed beef, go eat grass-fed beef. Grass-fed beef is way better. Um, and it, it frankly was something I had never even thought about. It was something I, I, I didn't even know there was a difference. Um, but started looking into, and this is kind of what I do. I just geek out on a topic. So I just like looked into everything about grass-fed beef and where could I find grass-fed beef and how would I find grass-fed beef? And grass-fed beef is hard to find up in New England because of the winter and all this stuff. So, um, I ended up meeting, uh, meeting a farmer, um, in a parking lot. <laughs> well, for, first is, um, his son-in-law sold me my share, which is what you were talking about, the $400 worth of meat. And then, um, I ended up buying more and more meat from him, uh, over the course of about a year and a half. And the last time I bought a whole cow, um, and split it up and, uh, sold shares to friends of mine who had tried steaks over the past, uh, year that I had made them. And somebody said, wow, this would be so much better if it was just delivered to my house every month. And I was like, wow, hmm, that's it. <laughs> um, and I, I just became obsessed with this idea of, you know, it's really hard to know what you're eating. It's, it's hard to know what you're buying at the butcher shop. It's hard to read labels. Labels are designed to confuse you. Um, and wouldn't it be cool if we built a company around this idea of, um, back to nature as we call it, or, uh, animals raised as nature intended. Um, and wouldn't it be neat if we could, um, push that out to lots of people around the country and, and give people an option of eating healthier. And so I started trying to put together the pieces. It, it turned out to be remarkably hard to figure out how to ship a frozen box of meat across country. Um, but I ended up meeting the former head of operations of Omaha Steaks, who opened up some doors, and uh, here we are. Two years later, I've grown uh, quite a bit, um, lots and lots of members uh, representing all 48 states. Um, and yeah, the, the, the vision is becoming true, which is super exciting for us. And what we really focus on is, as you said, grass-fed beef, um, pasture-raised pork, uh, organic free-range chicken, and really the animals living as nature intended. So um, humane standards, uh, just treating, treating animals for um, that they're actually living God's, God's creatures just as, as well as we are and, and uh, trying, to, trying to figure out ways to make their life better. Um, so it's been, uh, it's been an awesome journey and incredibly humbling. And um, yeah, thank you for all the, all the partnership that you've had with us. And we, we really appreciate you getting the word out and, we're just dedicated to providing a, a better and better product for our members. Yeah, absolutely. It is truly my pleasure. You know, when I first came across you guys and I, and I dug into a little bit more about your company and what you really set up and the thought that you put into sourcing uh, and delivery and customer service, it was in a lot of ways just an answer to something that I have been looking for, not only as a personal consumer, for a really long time, but to recommend to folks because there's so many folks who will go to the grocery store and we can kind of chat about this a little bit later, but go to the grocery store and say, Oh, I can't afford that grass fed ground beef thinking yep. that that's all that's available. 
And then on the flip side, how do I find a rancher? You know, that big question mark. How do I find a cow share? Um, and you really met people where they were at. And so I'm incredibly thankful for the service that you provide. Okay, so before I go off on a gushy tangent, um, what it, could you tell folks a little bit about what exactly is a butcher box if they're brand new to hearing about this concept? And then how does the ordering process work? Sure. Yeah. So a butcher box is what we're trying to do is be your monthly source of meat. So um, instead of going to the butcher, you just get a butcher box. Uh, the way that our site works is we have a number of different options. So there's beef, beef chicken, beef pork, beef chicken pork. Um, so you can choose the types of proteins you're going to get. Uh, we also have a custom option for people who uh, might want to be might want to choose everything that's they're going to be sent. Um, that's the one that my mom likes. And uh, we basically ship out a box, frozen and what we call pre-portioned, but essentially it's a, it's a portion of meat. Um, so what you do with that is you put it in your freezer and you pull it out over the course of the month. What we find is um, by sending you frozen meat, uh, first of all, we can, we can freeze it at the peak of freshness, uh, but we also, um, people tend to have a lot less food waste because they're only, they only have to pull out what it is that they're going to eat. Um, awesome. So, uh, yeah. And uh, essentially that comes on either every month or every other month basis. Um, and we, you know, we do it for lots of people. So we, uh, <laughs> we, we're just trying to get better and better and provide better and better value for our customers. That's wonderful. And that is something that I admire as well about uh, the organization you've set up, Mike, is constantly reaching out on how can we do better. Um, so I really appreciate it. I love my monthly deliver delivery. My husband is not, we're expecting the birth of our first baby any day now. Um, uh -huh. And he, uh, he is, his routine is the butcher box shows up and he gets to unpack it. And then it's, it's always fun because especially uh, the grass fed or the thin, thinly sliced beef is his favorite. So if, if that shows up, he pulls it out and we figure out something to do with it. Um, could you tell folks a little bit about, uh, I know that you said you, you geeked out on the topic and I would love to hear your perspective on this. Why does grass fed versus conventional matter in a, in a nutritional nutshell? Yeah. Um, so I usually go the other route, um, the other nutshell, which is just, okay. So every cow starts out exactly the same. So the first 18 months of a cow's life is the same, whether it's grass fed or corn fed. Uh, essentially the first six months is cow calf. So it's the cow feeding milk off of its mother. And then it spends a year eating on pasture. And then at the 18 month mark, sometimes a little longer, sometimes a little shorter. Um, the majority of the cows, as you said, 99% uh, of them go to a feedlot. And a feedlot is where they'll spend six months in a confined area um, eating as much grain, uh, meaning generally corn and soy, and uh, getting, getting administered antibiotics so they can stay healthy and also so they can grow, um, and essentially just eating as much as possible to get as fat as possible as quickly as possible. Um, the cow is, uh, its stomach was not made to process corn or soy. Uh, it was really made to process grass. Um, and so it's, it, it, it doesn't do good things for the cow's body. It, it inflames its body, um, creates toxins, and all, all that stuff ends up in the meat. Um, so our country, uh, since the 50s really, has focused all of our energy on, on taking an input, corn, and turning it into protein um, in a cow. 
And that is just essentially how everyone grew up eating red meat was this, uh, this corn fed, corn fed animal. Mm-hmm. There is a new, uh, a new movement afoot, um, which is kind of just taking it back. It's a new movement, but it's basically eating how the cow was intended to, to eat, which is instead of doing the, the feedlot thing, they just live on the land and continue to eat grass. Uh, generally it takes another year, um, but it's just the cow eating grass. Um, and so, I mean, nutritionally, there's definitely um, increased CLAs or increased omegas. There's a whole bunch of other, other kind of nutritional aspects. Um, but the, uh, what makes the most intuitive sense to me and the thing that I was like, oh, yeah, was, you know, you follow an elimination diet and you take grains out of your diet because it inflames your body and doesn't make you feel very good. And then so why are you going to spend uh, time um, – you know, eating beef uh, that consumes that and it's not what's good for their body either. It just doesn't make, doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, so that is the kind of the difference between grass-fed and the grain and corn-fed. Um, there's just as a, as a watch out, there's a lot of different labels. So a lot of times um, companies will say grass-fed grain finished, which essentially is the exact same thing as a regular cow. Um, they just kind of, it's kind of marketing speak. Um, so really what you're looking for is hundred percent grass fed or grass fed, grass finished, uh, or what we like more because, um, because of the way the industry is moving, we really focus on pasture raised, uh, meaning that the animal was out on open pasture and not confined, um, because we find confinement. Um, what, what's happening is a lot of people are trying to, uh, basically use a feedlot infrastructure and feed um, feed cows grass in a feedlot setting, which is not what we think is the, is the future of grass fed. Yeah, that makes sense. It just, it sounds like a, a, a again, another marketing kind of ploy shortcut yep. missing the point, I guess. <laughs> yep. Um, well, that's, that's a great, great way to put it. Thank you for putting it so succinctly. What do you think is the biggest misconception regarding grass fed beef? The thing I hear the most is either it's too expensive or, um, it, oh, I tried grass fed beef and it was, it was too tough. I didn't like it. Or it was too gamey. I didn't like it. And what, what happened in this country is when grass fed started kind of becoming a thing, the first thing that companies did for grass fed is they started using, uh, dairy cows. So they started using old cows for grass fed because generally dairy cows aren't grown for their uh, for weight. So they just eat grass and, uh, that it's a completely different taste. Um, it's, it's more gamey, it's tougher. And I think a lot of people, um, a lot of people that I talk to are like, Oh, I tried grass fed beef. I didn't like it. And it's like, no, you should probably try it again. Cause I'm not sure that you tried grass fed beef. Like we serve grass fed beef, which is, you know, a, a cow that was raised for, um, meat quality. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I, there's just a dramatic difference. Um, so I would say that's the biggest misconception. Um, and the other is price just that it's too expensive. I think, I think what's happened is because it's hard to find the places where you can find it, charge an arm and a leg. And part of that is because, uh, they are essentially, um, taking a risk that they're going to be able to sell whatever they have in their case. And sometimes the best way to take that risk is to charge more for it. Um, but it, it, because it's kind of rare and scarce, the price has always been higher 
and we are doing our part. And uh, I, I think the industry in general is, is working to move grass-fed beef further down in terms of price. Right. Move that needle. That makes a lot of sense. And we're voting with our dollars in that regard. That's right. I think this is a great spot to stop and hear from one of our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by my friends at ButcherBox. ButcherBox delivers grass-fed, grass-finished, pastured beef, chicken, and heritage breed pork to your door each month. The animals are humanely raised and are never introduced to hormones or antibiotics. I have been a loyal fan and customer of ButcherBox for over a year now and love my monthly butcher box delivery because it helps me get healthy, nutrient-packed protein on my table with ease. To order your own butcher box, head to www.butcherbox.com forward slash fed and fit podcast where you can get $15 off plus free bacon with your order. Again, that's www.butcherbox.com forward slash Fed and Fit podcast for $15 off and free bacon with your order. Um, do you mind sharing a little bit about your quality standards there at Butcher Box that you've got in place when it comes to choosing where to source your proteins? Yeah, sure. So all of our proteins that you would, you would purchase, whether it's um, beef, chicken, pork, or we did, we're, we're doing some lamb for the holidays. Uh, we're launching salmon pretty soon. So all our, our entire program is, uh, first of all, um, n- animals raised as nature intended. Secondly, um, uh, antibiotic and hormone free. It's w- what we call never ever, which is essentially it was never fed an antibiotic or hormone. Uh, thirdly, um, welfare, animal welfare. Um, so some sort of welfare certification. We're, we're willing to accept a few of them. Um, but that essentially is a third party that goes in and makes sure that the, uh, the animal is treated with the utmost of respect, um, which is really important for us. Um, and then really, then it becomes a question of, uh, like I said, it, it, I mean, it breaks down by breed. But uh, for, for example, for, for beef, we think pasture-raised is more important because what we've seen is people starting to do things like, oh, let's use a dairy cow or, oh, let's use a feedlot, which is not how nature intended. So we really focus on um, uh, beef that was pasture-raised, meaning it was out on open pasture. Um, Pork, we, uh, you, you see on our site, if you go to our site, we talk about heritage breed pork. And what that means is essentially over the past 50 years, pork, the, the breed has changed um, and they've, they've made the pork breed closer and closer or they've, they basically crossed uh, pigs enough so that they can gain weight really rapidly. And also so that it's a very uh, lean meat because um, the way that pork has been sold in this country is to be quote unquote, the other white meat rather than what pork uh, tends to be, which is a fatty, delicious marbled um, meat. Mm-hmm. So we use the uh, heritage breeds, which allows it to be a lot fattier, a lot more delicious, a lot more flavorful, um, and uh, just a way better eating experience. We, we have people rave about like, oh man, I've, I've never had a pork, I'd like, I've had pork chops, you know, you always have to like douse them with applesauce just to <laughs> get them down to be able to chew them. Uh, and, and this is like a totally different product, which, which it is. Um, and then we spend a lot of time with our, um, 
with the collectives that we buy from or from the companies that we buy from and the individual farmers and just making sure that uh, their vision of the world and their vision of, of uh, where they want to see things go aligns with our vision. Um, and we really care about, uh, we care about the environment, we care about human treatment and we just, um, we know that as, as we grow and as our membership grows, we have a bigger and bigger responsibility to make sure that people are doing the right things uh, throughout the industry. I love that. I love that. You know, when I think about it, if I think about myself as just a consumer buying a butcher box, it gives me a lot of peace of mind to know that not only am I voting with my dollars in terms of putting really good, healthy, pastured proteins on my family's table for the nutritional benefit, right? And really showing the industry that this is a priority to us, but I'm voting with my dollars by supporting companies that are supporting you, which has been a good steward of that um, and stewarding essentially that vote further down the line um, by really making sure that you're working with folks that are doing the right thing. So that's, that's wonderful. It's not a, it's not a little thing. And I, I, I definitely salute the effort that goes into it. Do you have any favorite client success stories? You guys have been, uh, you, but how long ago did you open your doors? And then um, I'm sure that you've, you've heard from folks over the years, but have any, have any stories stuck with you um, since you started? Yeah, so we started uh, a little over two years ago. Um, we had a Kickstarter campaign in September of 2015, so we're we're about two years and two months into this into this business. Um, the client stories that I like, like if, w when you dig into it, we we tend to have uh, what I call an awakening moment, um, which causes clients or members to uh, find us. So that awakening can come in a lot of different formats. Um, somebody could have had a heart attack. Um, somebody could have uh, found out that they were pregnant. Um, somebody could have, uh, you know, done an elimination diet or um, saw a documentary or, um, you know, uh, got a cancer diagnosis. Uh, something happens in their life where they're like, oh, my God what kind of meat have I been eating? And let me, let me make a shift in the type of meat that I'm eating. And that's where we are. That's where we come in as a solution. Because oftentimes, a lot of these customers, uh, my favorite types of customers are ones where um, they have, are convinced that they need this product, but they can't find it. Like it's not in their store. Mm. And, and I remind our staff, a lot of whom live in Boston, it's like, yes, you know, we have a Whole Foods down the street, but that's not true for most people. 40% uh, of our customers live over 10 miles away from a grocery store. And even if they have grass-fed beef, it might just be ground beef. It might not be ribeyes. It might not be, you know, briskets. It might not be other really yummy, tasty stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so I love the fact that we're able to help people access an amazing quality product at an affordable price and just serve uh, serve dinner to or, or lunch or or breakfast, whenever you eat this meat, um, just be able to serve it to their family um, and be proud of uh, what they're eating and what they're serving. And that's really neat. Um, I mean, this is kind of maybe overly sappy, but in my house, dinner is the most important meal. Um, I try to be home for dinner every night and um, I have three kids and a, and a wonderful wife and being home, cooking dinner, sitting down, eating dinner is a ritual and it's amazing. And, um, the fact that I'm able to, um, or that we as a company are able to provide an awesome eating experience 
for tens of thousands of families across across the country is is really cool. It's really quite amazing to think about when you start thinking about that. Like, wow, how many tables are we on tonight? And mm-hmm. how how cool is that? That really that's what keeps me going. That is cool. I'm I'm right. You're in good company when it comes to being sappy about this <laughs> stuff. When uh, it means a lot. I'm, I'm a recipe writer, right? Primarily, that's what I do on the blog. And gosh, it is so neat. Once it never gets old, someone sends you a photo of a soup that they got to sit down and feed their family. And and dinners are really important in my house as well. So we're birds of a feather in that regard. And so it uh it is definitely not lost on on me and the readers. It's a significant part of our lives and how we feed our families is really important. And so that's wonderful that you're able to touch lives in that regard. Um, what are some of the, just curious, I have a couple more questions for you before I let you go, but what are some of your biggest lessons learned in launching and ultimately growing ButcherBox? Oof. <laughs> just a little tiny question. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, um, so I speak on a lot of entrepreneurial podcasts, not a lot, but you know, a few. And, um, so my last company, uh, we raised a ton of money. So we went out and raised venture capital and, uh, played that whole game. And when I started this company, I didn't want to raise any money. And part of that was, I didn't think we needed to. And the other part was, I didn't want someone else starting to push into, well, maybe we can cut this corner. Maybe we shouldn't, you know, maybe we should buy from these people. These people seem fine rather than like just being able to build it ourselves. And, um, that's the best decision I have made. Um, we are able to decide with frankly, our members feedback, we were able to decide on the types of uh, people we want to work with and, and, um, the type of company we want to become. And that's really neat. Uh, really fun. Um, I think another lesson learned and we're continuing to learn it is just shipping frozen in the mail is really hard. Um, so, you know, we have a, a, a 100% satisfaction guarantee, um, but we know that every every couple of times, uh, you know, a, a package doesn't show up because UPS didn't drop it off or FedEx didn't drop it off. And <laughs> You know, when people actually finally get it, it's thawed and that's, that's awful. And mm-hmm. so we know, we also know that that's probably the number one concern that people have who order from us is like, oh yeah, but what if I'm not home or what if it thaws? Um, which is why we're just super aggressive about saying, uh, we will just send you another one. We, we just want you to, you know, love this and we want to be your meat source. But um, those are, those are a few lessons learned. There's, there's lots of lessons. I, I yeah. feel like I get punched in the face <laughs> with lessons every day. <laughs> I think that's just the life of being an entrepreneur. Yeah. I get it. Um, that's wonderful. And to echo that, you know, my mom is actually a butcher box client, a very happy client. And she has been, I guess, for over a whole year now. And I think that she she happened to draw that, you know, one in a hundred straws. Um, the box didn't show up when it was supposed to, and it was really a shipping problem. It was not yours. Uh, it was the other company. And your team took such good care of her. I heard about it a week later. And normally she's one of those that would call me and say, I don't know what happened. But she's like, nope, they took great care of me. It was fine. Nothing happened. <laughs> they sent yep. me a box. So you really do. You all go above and beyond. And that just... Um, makes me even more proud to recommend you to my readers and my listeners. So before we close out, I'd love it if you could share where listeners can learn more about ButcherBox. And if you have any inside tips, you know, from the 
from your seat on how to the best way to build a box. If someone's a brand new brand new to butcher box and is looking to get started, what kind of advice would you have for them? Uh, yeah, so um, I think that our best two products are beef and pork. Um, I think the chicken is uh, it's great, um, but it's like the chicken is chicken, um, yeah. <laughs> and you know the chicken industry is kind of like has progressed way further than the beef and pork industry. So I think beef and pork is fantastic. I also think the custom box is great in terms of being able to really uh, choose what you what you want. But I it, I I recommend to my family and friends to uh, go for beef and pork because that's that's a great box. Um, if you're like my mom and you eat the same thing every month, um, which is what my mother does, then the custom box is by far the best option for you. So um, that is where you can choose, okay, I want two pounds of ground beef and I want two ribeyes and I want um, a pork roast and I want stew meat and I want what, whatever it is that you're looking for. But it, it enables you to uh, purchase in a way that you, you know, and it's predictable. Um, the curated option is where we as a company make the decision for you, which some people love. And I totally recognize that some people don't, uh, <laughs> which is, you know, some people just want the predictability of here's exactly what uh, you're going to get. But in a, in the curated box, we are making the choice. We're including recipes. We're sending you ways to cook this. We're getting you, um, all the information you need to make an awesome dish. And we don't choose things uh, haphazardly. We choose things um, trying to make your life easy and trying to make an awesome meal um, and, and enable you to do that quickly. Awesome. I love it. That's great. I am, I am one of those people that I love the, uh, I love the randomness of the surprise box. <laughs> it keeps me fresh, keeps my recipe development uh, skills at top speed. Um, and then I also have friends who are like your mom that would prefer uh, to really be able to pick and choose. Well, Mike, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Do you have anything else uh, you'd like to throw out there before I close us out? Uh. Sure. Yeah. So um, we, as you, as you had said, we thrive on feedback and uh, we thrive on ideas and I thrive personally on a direct relationship with our members or with people who are considering us. Uh, my email is CEO at butcherbox.com and certainly happy to chat with whoever, um, answer any questions, unless you're just trying to sell me something in which case I'll, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I love, I love talking it up with, with people who are interested in this movement and interested in what we're trying to do. Awesome. That's great. Well, thank you so much for making the time to come out here, share about the ButcherBox story. And thank you again. And not only as a consumer, as a daughter, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled that these proteins are showing up on my mom and dad's table. And I don't think that they would have otherwise. And so from that perspective, thank you. And then thank you also as a nutrition consultant, I have a really great resource to recommend folks towards. So thank you for all the hard work. I know that it is hard work and for doing what you do and for always staying vigilant to keeping improving. For everybody else, I will include direct links to ButcherBox. Um, they are offering you guys $15 off plus free bacon. So that is really exciting. Uh, if you head on over to the blog, click the link there. It'll take you right to it. You can also click on, um, if you're sitting at your computer right now and you're just eager to get started, go to www.butcherbox.com forward slash fed and fit podcast. Mike, 
Thank you again for making the time. It's really been an honor and a pleasure. Everybody else, thanks for dialing in. We'll be back again next week.